Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rock and Cody. Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rock and Cody. Rock and Roll Death Brigade podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is Monday, June 8th, 2020. This program is being recorded here a little bit later uh, with with uh, posting uh, via Anchor and Spotify and all the different platforms. Uh, so some spots uh, around the world, you'll be listening to this on Tuesday. But I uh, hope everyone's doing well. Got a lot of show here uh, in the next hour. We've got uh, a clip I'll be playing for you f- uh, from my most recent uh, radio interview on FM Rock Radio Station WQEE 99.1 in Atlanta, Georgia with host Ryan O'Neill. I was on his program here just this past Thursday. And we uh, discussed the second part of our Chris Cornell uh, discussion on the uh, the whole theory I've put out there now for the past three years that Chris Cornell was murdered and did not commit suicide. So I'll be playing about a half an hour from that hour that I did. So it'll be, uh, you know, really the beef, the meat and potatoes of the discussion that I'll, I'll be sharing with you here in this podcast. But you can still definitely check out the uh, full hour at TheMetalDen.com. Just cruise through the news feed and you'll find it there. But uh, getting back to uh, some of the stories that are going on in heavy metal right now. Uh, we've got uh, at TheMetalDen.com, as I said, we're always updating the news. I, I look around at the other heavy metal news sites, hard rock heavy metal news sites, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's it's bad. I, I mean, some of these sites, I'm calling them out, you know. Uh, even as I do source for these from these sites, it's like some of these sites are only putting up one, maybe two postings a day. And it's just like, wow. You know, um, I have a lot of stuff that comes into my inbox directly from labels and bands directly and whatnot, uh, promoters. So I'm always putting up my own content as well. But I tell you what, it's just gotten really, really pathetic out there. Um, You know, there's only a couple few sites that I can even count on to put up as many stories as I do. And that's at least five minimum a day, five to ten. So I think it's truly pathetic that the hard rock heavy metal community has come to this where even in the pandemic, man, there's still plenty of news to report, still plenty of music to talk about. You guys are just running around like snails, man. But let's get to the uh, to the latest news feed at TheMetalDen.com. Uh, we've got Metallica will stream their 2019 uh, Manchester, UK concert performance. Uh, they will be doing that um, with a whole lot of just killer songs from that set, uh, from Hardwire to Seek and Destroy, so check it out. Anthrax has announced their Persistence of Time anniversary release. 
that will be coming out. It'll be made uh, available exclusively uh, on disc and vinyl. Uh, the CD package will include two CDs and one DVD. Uh, the vinyl edition offers four LPs as uh, well as a revised cover. So got some new cover art that reflects what had been uh, the album's original visual concept. So that's pretty cool. I love that album, man. Uh, Persistence of Time. I, I remember when that came out. I rocked that album so I rocked it so hard, man. I, I remember I used to have to walk to a, a movie theater in Northridge that I was working at, at the time. I was barely twenty, and uh, I would I would have my little you know uh, head headphones, my Walkman, whatever the hell that thing was, uh, jamming the uh, the tape cassette. So I would just front and back over and over and over and over again. Just man, that's a great, great, great album for Anthrax. So check that out. Uh, the Crown will be uh, going into the studio in the fall. They've announced, so that's really cool. Uh, we've got a story that's come out of uh, the porn world uh, about a uh, female, uh, a porn star, uh, Aria Lee who has leveled two allegations of sexual assault against Hall of Fame porn director Craven Moorhead, claiming these assaults occurred in October and December of last year. Now, from what I've gathered, from what I've read, from the uh, sourced uh, information from AVN, uh, it happened, the second um, attack happened uh, while she was to be working on Glenn Danzig, uh, his movie that he was directing. And apparently it happened uh, in the car ride over, as far as I understand it, the, the attack. So uh, this is all alleged. Uh, Craven Moorhead, from what I can gather, has not made it issued a statement yet. Um, several different uh, companies have talked about it and uh, put out their, you know, their words on it. Um, I do have the uh, information available at thepornden.com, which is the new site I've launched for Triple uh, X News Reporting. Uh, Gamma Films Group has issued their statement on that. So you can check all that out. And, uh, you know, I had previously done the Porn and Metal show podcast. Uh, that's something I know a lot of people were, had, had you know, got some enjoyment out of. I had fun doing it uh, when I did do it. I'm thinking about bringing it back. So I'll uh, keep you all posted on that. And, uh, Definitely having a hell of a time over there uh, running that site, uh, interacting with that part of the uh, entertainment sector. Um, you know, it's it all coordinates with Pornhub because that's that's the main main spot for people to go to for uh, you know online triple X clips and to interact with models, whatnot. Uh, you know, tributes, all this stuff gets done, and so. It's uh, it's pretty rock and roll, man. So check it out. <clears throat> I'll have more information coming about uh, uh, what's going to happen with the uh, the old podcast for that. Okay, so because you know the whole idea here is to cross promote the Triple X with heavy metal. I mean that's that's you can't get more rock and roll than that, in my opinion. Okay, so getting back to the stories, um, got uh, Steve Vai has just released a new song. You got Oceans of Slumber has debuted a new single, and I also announced uh, that I'm pushing back my Chris Cornell ebook to 2021. 
Uh, that was originally uh, slated to release uh, June 6th. That's the uh, my debut ebook, Truth for Chris, The Day I Tried to Live But Ended Up Dead Anyway. Um, I've been advised by my distributor to wait to release the ebook the e in 2021. With all the crazy pandemic stuff going on, it's just not a good time as far as it being peak time for people uh, that would be interested to read something like this. Uh, I've been advised until next year. So like how it's going on with the concerts being delayed and everything and postponed, some of these major things going on with, with people like myself in, in the entertainment world who are looking, whether it's a, a book or whatnot, you know, you've got to rethink these things. You see a lot of bands postponing their, their uh, album releases too. Uh, Mr. Bungle has released a cover song, uh, which is really cool. It's uh, actually an exploited cover, USA. That could be streamed uh, and or uh, downloaded. Just check out the metalden.com site. Um, Mushroom Head has premiered a new single called The Heresy. And uh, you got Necrophobic has new album details revealed. So a lot of good stuff going on. Check check out all the uh, latest news at the metalden.com site. Like I said, we're always updating the news there. Keeping things fresh and trying to keep it deep, man. There's just not enough of this... Uh, Good news reporting going on in heavy metal, in my opinion. I mean, when you're just a, a site, and these sites I'm talking about have been around for years. Okay, I'm going to be uh, in this game for 16 years now, coming up in February. But some of these sites have been around a little bit longer even than me. And the fact that you guys are lagging so far behind and putting out news on, on a consistent basis is, is really shocking. Because there's so much news to report. Anyways, uh... I do also, uh, I forgot to mention the one, the probably my favorite news story that was actually a hoax that I posted uh, recently was the uh, Vince Neil named as the uh, spokesperson for Jenny Craig. So had a good laugh with that one. Obviously it's a hoax, it's not real. Vince is not the spokesperson for Jenny Craig. Uh, although, I, I did have someone, uh, I, won't, I won't mention his name, tell me that uh, he's doing a good job. <laughs> okay, so hey, before we get rocking with some music here, uh, I do want to uh, make sure I squeeze in some good good tunage uh, in the program, uh, even though I've got a big heavy clip from the uh, my, my latest FM rock radio appearance that will be here, uh, you'll be listened to very shortly in the, in the program, okay? Um, other than that, I do want to lastly say that I will be appearing back on the radio with Ryan O'Neill uh, at WQEE 99.1 uh, coming up in July, and that will be the first Thursday of July. That will be the second, and we'll be discussing Chester Bennington and his independent death investigation that I've been doing, which will be coming up on three years here um, very soon. And we'll be, I'll be posting and we'll be discussing the three-part report that I have put together for Chester's investigation. The latest details and, and shocking revelations. So if you were really interested in what I had to say with the, the latest three-part Chris Cornell, you definitely want to check this one out for Chester Bennington, okay? And always just check out TheMetalDen.com. If you need to go to the search in, you know, search section, uh, search box, just uh, type in Chris Cornell and it'll pull up all the most relevant, you know, uh, Chris Cornell reports. 
All right. Well, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been supporting this podcast, uh, supporting me at TheMetalDen.com and everything I'm, I'm doing. Just trying to keep things on the edge at all times. That's what it's supposed to be about, in my opinion. So uh, thank you again to everyone who's supporting me and sharing the uh, the articles I'm putting out and spreading the word about this this podcast. This uh, is just we've only gotten started on this uh, rock and roll death brigade. So it's going good. I'm having a lot of fun with it. We're gonna keep it rocking. And any suggestions, anybody has any questions or tips or anything, you can always email me at themetalden at gmail.com. All right, let's get rocking with some music.
Hey, brother, it's Randy. Hey, brother, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? I am doing fantastic for a Thursday morning. All right. We just got all kind of things going on. Oh, yeah. It's a crazy world out there. <laughs> yep. Going good, though, here in my area. Everywhere else, I don't know, but we're doing good. Yeah, you said that it's not going to... Uh, too rough at all there, and that's a great thing. I mean, we had uh, some uh, incidents down on 7th Street here in Fort Worth, uh, which is kind of like the hoity-toity area. Uh, right. And uh, so I guess the mayor uh, decided to, uh, you know, to instate that, uh, the curfew, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, and I know I know certain other areas, yours, yours included, aren't dealing with aren't dealing with the curfew, is that correct? Well, Atlanta is, but in my area, we don't have a curfew. We're, there's like a bunch of little suburbs outside of Atlanta. We've got Atlanta, but we're all like part of Metro Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And majority of like where we're, where we're at, we have protesters. They're protesting every day through the 18th, but they're just coming in downtown about 4 or 5 o'clock and standing out there and the police are out there with them and they're just, you know, talking about it, and they're going home. Or they're going to get ice cream and going home. I mean, that, that really is what they're doing. Uh, and then Atlanta has a curfew at 9 o'clock, but uh, I think that's going to start changing pretty soon because they're starting to run all those, like, demonstrators out of there, and the protesters are actually running them out of there now. Because Georgia just don't want to deal with this. They, 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 you know, we've had so many protests in Georgia and nobody's even talked about it. It's never been on the national news. So, you know, it's just, yeah. you know. So, you know, so the people that are actually really protesting want to protest. Uh, want, and I was very proud of our local news stations yesterday. They were actually doing positive news stories on it. They had a, a, one story about a, a, a lady within a wheelchair, an African-American lady, and she grabbed one of the police officers walking by, and he was a uh, Caucasian guy, and she told him that she was out there to protest and everything, and she said she wants to get home safe, and he said, I'm going to make sure you get home safe. And they hugged and everything. And then the, one of the leaders in Atlanta that's doing it, he had an interview with uh, a couple of the uh, TV stations, and he told them, he said, he said, there's bad apples in everything. He said, he said, he said, we've been getting along. He was, uh, and it's the same, the same police officer hooked that lady, the same police officer he had. They held, you know, held hands up together and everything. Yeah. And he he was talking about how Atlanta was doing a good job and everything. And he said that people were not, you know, the national news, the mainstream media is not giving the police officers there enough pat on the back. And the, the organizers of the protest are giving them, you know, they said that there's a few bad apples in the bunch. And they said that's for everybody. Yeah. You know? So I think people are seeing, seeing, seeing. Who's doing, who's doing wrong and who's doing right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah and it's, I know in Minneapolis, it's just uh, going haywire. Um, I mean, they're just, I mean, it looks like Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, it got built, complete <laughs> buildings. Here, complete buildings. I mean, complete, like, apartment buildings on fire. Like, yeah. just torched. And uh, police cars. It just looks like, you know, Escape from New York or something, you know. Just torched. Oh, yeah, Everything's torched. And uh, three people here in, in, in Georgia followed the police officers home and set the cars on fire. And guess what happened to them? They went to jail. <laughs> <laughs>
mentioned that. Isn't that a concept? Putting somebody in jail for tearing something up. Yeah. Damn, we're me in Atlanta. <laughs> we're just evil over here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. You know, uh, Minneapolis looks terrible. I mean, and, and I know I've seen live video from people that live there walking around, and they're just, like, depressed about it. You know, yeah. it's like, I can't believe these people came in here and did this. Yeah. You know? I tell you, and I know other places like Los Angeles and other oh, places yeah. are, you know, having having some some major incidents and uh, on high they're alert. Really you know? Ill. <laughs> yeah. Ill. Yeah, there. Like I said, there's there's definitely a certain uh, rogue faction that's um, you know deliberately doing this this kind of damage. Well, they get paid for it, dude. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying that, you know, it's a Soros-backed uh, effort, and, uh, you know, that's something that's been swirling around out there, and, uh, you know, so that's something people just have to, you know, they have to start doing research and looking, looking deeper into who could possibly be involved with uh, trying to benefit from all of this um, as far as uh, making something, you know, worse than it, than it really is. Um, you know, there, there is, there is talk going on that, that, that the whole George Floyd thing was, was, was staged, was a set up that, that he was used as a patsy and, uh, that, that he was, he was given, uh, he was given the counterfeit dollars, counterfeit bills, not knowing, not knowing that he had the counterfeit bill. Yeah, I know. He wasn't even, he wasn't even him. What if he is? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was, I went to the, I thought it was kind of weird. I went, I went to buy some liquor, um, uh, yesterday or whatnot. And, um, they, you know, normally on, on big bills, like hundred dollar bills, typically in the past that I've ever seen in a store, uh, where they do, they run a little pen across the, the some kind of like little pen to check to see if it's a, a legit, fuck, you know, bill, you know what I mean? And, uh, they, they did it on a $20 bill. Wow, but it, I think in my area they've been doing it on twenty, fifty, and a hundred for yeah. a long time. Yeah, I've uh, I've never seen it done on a twenty before. I've seen it done maybe on fifty as as the lowest uh, you know denomination. But as far as uh, as far as a twenty dollar bill, I know that, like I said, that's what he supposedly had. What George Floyd had was was a twenty dollar uh, twenty dollar counterfeit. So you know, again, like I said. Um, you know, people just need to research into it and, and, and start to realize that there could be some ulterior motives going on. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And, uh, I don't know, but there's a lot of deep, uh, deep stuff. And when you look into the videos and stuff, uh, I've been studying them too, but I, I haven't been giving too much out because I don't, you know, I don't want to be like the, like the mainstream media. I don't want to just you know, start a bunch of stuff up until I can figure out what's going on and tell my listeners the truth, you know, so. Well, see, you got to, got to, got to throw ideas and uh, stuff against the wall and see what sticks, you know. Exactly. All right, we're getting ready, brother. All right.
I'm doing great, Ryan. Thank you for having me on again. Thank you for being a part of it. It's, it's, it's uh, exciting to have you on our show on Thursday. And it's always wonderful to learn something new about all of these. Uh, I mean, it's terrible that he first happened. It's always great to know there's more information to it than just what we've been told in the past. Absolutely. So, let's do a little synopsis of last month uh, before we get into this month. A little synopsis of last month and then what we got audio Well, we we uh, we talked uh, really. Uh, one of the primary things that we were talking about was the the uh, sedative that was found in Chris's system, uh, butalbital. Right. And uh, you know there was the whole all the discussion from Vicky Cornell uh, about the the Ativan. Um, but this is. Uh, this is this was what we talked about and, and what I was uh, trying to point out to everybody that that was found in his system. Um, nobody ever really questioned that in terms of how that could have played uh, into the to, into this scenario of uh, what I believe is, is foul play. And um, and so what we'll be doing, yeah, with this um, with this audio that I've 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 uh, sent over to you to, to put on your show. This is from the actual, uh, from from the death scene. Um, there when the, the actual uh, paramedic makes the pronouncement of uh, DOA with uh, dispatch at 9-11. Thank you for Alpha 142 receiving. How do you call me? Come on scene with a 53-year-old male, 53-year-old male, Paulson is unhappy on arrival of the crew. Unknown downtime found by Rosita in a hotel at MGM. Um, the patient did have a uh, exercise uh, rubber band around his neck. Um, suggestions of uh, possible strangulation, uh, trauma to the back of the head, history of depression. Patient mm -hmm. um, is cool to the touch uh, in all areas at this time. Pulse of but I'm seeing over 30 minutes the time. But yeah, Pupils are fixed and dilated. IO in the uh, right knee, ligature marks on his neck. We have established uh, 
a Peyton Airway uh, ET tube. I'm sorry, that was a, a dual lumen combi tube. Um, we're not able to resuscitate him at this time, so we're asking for a pronouncement. That's going to be 0133, Dr. Sweeney. 81 Alpha 142 copies, 0130, Dr. Sweeney. Over. Now, after hearing that, Randy, the audio from Chris Cornell's death, what stands out to you as being a telltale sign that foul play was involved? Well, I would definitely say, uh, first off, the fact that there's a head wound that's mentioned um, in the observation by the paramedic. This was left out from the autopsy uh, done by the Detroit coroner and um, is not uh, indicative of someone who has, uh, you know, who's committed suicide by hanging. Um Another another thing to look at is is what he he says when he he um, speaks about the body being cold to the touch over the entire body. Okay, now Chris was you know roughly six foot three. Uh, you know it, it takes from from my research for the for the the human you know body to cool down uh, after death. It takes generally in that, unless he's outside in the cold or in, uh, on the flip side in, in, a, in a very, very hot, heated situation, it's generally in a 70 degree uh, temperature environment. It's going to take two hours. That's what my research has told me. This is the forensic science that the body, the cool down uh, takes at least two hours. So if, if the death pronouncement is at 1.30, which is what that, that phone call right there represents. That happens at 1.30 a.m. Uh, May 18th, 2017. We gotta push back the clock now. You know, you know, you notice at the very beginning of the call, there's no, no uh, uh, estimated downtime? Right. Okay, well, that's, that's what I'm gonna give you now. The, the, the downtime from my, uh, uh, you know, scientific, analysis from a forensic standpoint pushes it back to two hours uh, to 1130 on the 17th which is right at the time that Chris Cornell is getting back into the, to his hotel room after the Soundgarden uh, sold out concert so right there that's where all the tricky business goes on okay in my in my opinion because we do know that you know Vicki Cornell. At some point, she says she speaks with Chris. She says that he's slurring, he's slurring his words, he's acting aggressive, and we know that that the only person that's in that room 
with Chris, uh, well, I should say the last person in the room with Chris is the um, is the bodyguard, Martin Kirsten. And so that, uh, you know, that right there, Martin Kirsten is a big guy. He's bigger than Chris, much bigger. He's worked as a bodyguard for uh, many different celebrities, including uh, Heidi Klum. He was actually Heidi Klum, the supermodel. Uh, they were boyfriend and girlfriend at one point. Yeah. And so there's, uh, there's definitely in my latest report that's up at the metalden.com site that I, I re literally just put up here at the, at the end of last month. It was a three-part report. Uh, the titles, the titles, Chris Cornell, uh, Pedogate, and the Wicked Witch of Grunge. So I highly, highly, uh, you know, urge anyone who's listening to this to, uh, to, to read that full three-part report because that does get really deep into my whole theory about Heidi Klum uh, and how that's connected to her former boyfriend, Martin Kirsten, who was the last guy seen alive with uh, Chris Cornell. Uh, that night, so that's that's stuff that we've got we've got to, to look at more closely and uh, and start to say, well, okay, so what's going what's really going on here now? When I spoke uh, last time with you, I talked about the. All right, we're to break, playing Soundgarden music in and out. All right. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Lordy, yeah, what a, what, what a trip, huh? I know, man. I mean, I know, you know, I know that the the, the world of Hollywood and all the industry is, is very, 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 there's a clickish, and, you know, you're going to do what they say. You know, a lot of people don't believe that. They think, you know, they think people are crazy, but man, I, the reason I know a lot of this stuff that people are calling in here are saying true, and, and like, especially you is, man, I was out there. I was, I was among all that, man. Yeah. You know, I could have sold my soul, and, and nobody, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. I never even met you. I, was, I know, I know exactly. I, well, you were, you're, you're in the band with, uh, uh, Jerry Montano that was, was in, isn't that right? He, he played with, uh, he played bass, maybe. Uh, Jerry from uh, he was in the Deadlights and Danzig, and he was is it Green Jello? Is that the band? Oh yeah 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 yeah. I was in with Bill Manspeaker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well. He's the only person in this business is not that weirdo. I mean, he gets he gets called out by so many people saying he's doing things, and the man. You know, I, well, I'm not gonna say here on the video because it might embarrass him. The man is just a normal, everyday guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, uh, you know, when I got into the heavy metal industry, um, and I dropped into it, you know, with, with both feet and just went went at it, um, primarily just because I'm a, I'm a fan of heavy metal music since I was a young kid. You know, I was going, right. I was going to Iron Maiden concerts, Motley Crue concerts when I was 11 and 12, uh, back in the early 80s, so seeing Shout the Devil, Number of the Beast, you know, and so right. the real OG stuff. And so, but a lot of the people that, um, that yeah, that I worked around uh, in the business and I worked around some, um, some pretty dark acts and whatnot, um, 
you know, there's definitely, there's definitely uh, that element um, in the entertainment world. Uh, how how much you want to dig into it and find out, you know, that's up to you. Uh, I can I can tell you that it's definitely something that exists. Um, I believe it. <laughs> and for for sure, you know, this, uh, you know, I, I do have. Um, uh, other information uh, that we'll talk about about a girl that uh, on, on my Twitter feed that she's uh, apparently she's got her own newsletter that she puts out and she's she's actually wit uh, been a witness to a ritual that that took place at Les Wexner's. I believe it. You okay. Know, I believe it. I believe that uh, Hollywood is wanting people to believe that it's not real. Mm -hmm. By them doing all that stuff in American Horror Story. When if you watch American Horror Story, oh, and yeah. all this stuff, people are like, "Oh, that's just entertainment." But people's not really doing that. And I'm sitting there thinking, "Man, I'm on that side of the country. I know." Yeah, exactly. Well, my wife, my wife does the same thing to me, brother. She's just like, "You're crazy," and she's, you know, "You're just crazy," and stop talking about all this stuff. And, da -da -da -da. and it's like, yeah, but I'm telling you, you know, it's this stuff. This, this, this is predictive programming. Is what it's called, and it's, it's. It's you know the people that are that are um, part of these these shows mainly the, the people producing the show the, the the director the writer these guys you know they have uh, connections to secret societies um, these secret societies like the Freemasons like the Eastern Star you know I have I speak from experience because uh, my grandmother was a member of the Eastern Star so and, I, I, and, and my father was a member of uh, that other group. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, the fact is, is that, you know, I mean, I was, I was, a, I was 17, I was 17 years old, bro. And I was having lunch with my grandmother in Arkansas and she starts telling me about her, her close friendship with Al Capone. You know, I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, and it's just like, wow. So, and my dad was involved in uh, a lot of, uh, lot of the the organized crime type stuff uh, in fact he went down for 17 counts of racketeering in Cincinnati in, in, in around 8081 and uh, that's more than John Gotti got and so big big time stuff my, my dad's actual attorney that, that represented him was the was one of the OJ uh, Simpson dream team lawyers uh, F Lee Bailey yep, I believe it man I know I know how this stuff is out there <laughs> I'm to come back brother all right Welcome back into the Rise and Shine Morning Show on this True Crime Thursday. Our guest this morning is from the Battle Day Magazine, Randy the Rocket Cody. And we're welcoming him back in. We're talking about the Chris Cornell part two interview the Chris Cornell murder suicide that happened. You heard earlier in this broadcast, we had the audio from that night. And we've been thinking of this. And we're going to get back to talking about the head injury and, and other things to do with fractured ribs with Chris Cornell. But first, I want to dive deeper into the background of some of the stuff that's going on. Randy, in your investigation, you reported on a black book that belonged to the late billionaire Jeff Epstein, who was convicted of being a pedophile. Courtney Love's name was a part of the end of his inner circle. There was also uh, so many other things there. This was part of the swordfish file that Chris supposedly received was potentially 
reason why he was ultimately assassinated. What other items of evidence did Chris discover that linked them all to this, what we were talking about earlier? Yeah, with the Pedogate pedo uh, scandal that's gone on in, in Washington, D.C., uh, now for quite a long time, and, and then, you know, in, in modern uh, modern time, has been called Pizzagate as a way yep. to as a way to kind of confuse people. Uh, but it's all one and the same. Uh, the 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 comet, uh, you know, ping pong uh, pizzeria place that that was uh, that was not investigated, although they they opened and shut a case real quick on it. Um, the the police there in Washington very suspiciously. Um, after some um, uh, very, uh, very not good uh, stuff was found on the computer there uh, owned by James Alfantis. Uh, and so, uh, and this is the, the, the pedophile type stuff. And so, um, you know, this is, this is where the, uh, everything, that happened in about 2016. We had the Seth Rich death and he was a, a DNC um he actually worked for the uh, uh, dealing with the computers uh, of all things for the uh, the DNC, and uh, he wound up in, in dead uh, suspiciously, being found uh, being found on the street literally, but he still had his wallet on him. So this this all you know goes to John Podesta, which again that's going to link here to to uh, Chester Bennington. Okay, and that's why it's all important that people follow everything that I talk about and then start to do your own research on what I'm, I'm, I'm giving out to you um, because that will help get you into what we call deep dives so that you can really, because this stuff is, is deep. I mean, it's not just something that you can just, you know, get, get a soundbite on or just read a paragraph of and get the story. I mean, I've written oh, several hundred long format dissertations just just on the Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington matters alone. And so, uh, but, but really, Podesta, John Podesta, who of course we know worked for the Clintons, right? You know, he was a very, very important part of their, uh, their political team. And he's a very powerful guy in, in Washington. And he's also heading up the, uh, the, uh, the, the full alien disclosure, okay? And so, what, one of the other things that you, in your question I, I'm gonna answer here, one of the other things is a snuff film uh, that 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 um, reportedly uh, is is something that the NYPD has been in possession of that depicts uh, Hillary Clinton and her her assistant Uma Abedin, who who was Anthony Weiner's wife, and we know that Anthony Weiner got busted for uh, for some pedophile type activity uh, and, and was actually jailed for that recently. He's back out now. Um, this, uh, this stuff, and there's, there's, there's more um, beyond what was there with the black book, the, the digital uh, black book, which it is real. You know, it's not, it's not make-believe. You know, you can take a look at this book online. It's available to you to, uh, if, if you want to find it and, and look at it. Uh, but basically details uh, his inner circle, Jeff Epstein, that is, who, again, was known to have very strong contact and, and, and connection with uh, the Clintons. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton, in particular, took uh, 26 flights to Orgy Island, 
is what the record states. And so there's flight logs, uh, there's all sorts of stuff that you can get your hands on and, and that you can become uh, more familiarized with, with why this, this thing has blown up so big. Um, you know, the Chris Cornell, I mean, this is just a cultural phenomena. I mean, this is something I was telling my wife last night. You know, I'll be long gone from here and people will still be talking about this case. Um, yeah. It's it's that big. I mean, I, I when you and I appreciate your your I, I noticed uh, you had done on, on Facebook a little bit of a uh, blurb about about me and, and whatnot. And you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the viewership that I have gotten for my journalism from the metal covering these two uh, rockers deaths, um, it, it goes over a billion views. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, we're talking hundreds of, you know, online webzines, actual uh, newspapers like the Detroit News ran my interview and it was circulated in the actual newspaper around the city. Um, I mean, just the one, uh, just the one article about Chester Bennington um, got 1 million shares on Facebook. So, and I mean, there's been hundreds. And so a lot of people in the, in the beginning, uh, obviously attacked me, said that I was, you know, that I was pulling a fast one on everybody again. Um, right. because I do have a, I do have, a, a penchant for, for being a little bit of a, a of a joker. Um, you know, I, I do, I do have put out, um, hoax articles on my site. In the past, um, I've, I've gotten major hoaxes across uh, all the way out to the United Kingdom. I pulled one on them, uh, Metro, which is huge in the United Kingdom, Metro site. I pulled one on them about Metallica and Lady Gaga uh, recording <laughs> recording an album together. And um, that was huge, man. That was huge. That was really big uh, that I got that one. So I, that happened right before this, this story hit with Chris Cornell. So I, I, I'm, you know, if there's anybody who actually is the living embodiment of the Joker that you see in the movie, um, that would probably be me because that's, um, that's part of what I do. I mean, part of what I do at TheMetalDen.com is parody. All right. You were listening to uh, a clip from my recent FM rock radio appearance, my interview with host Ryan O'Neill where Ryan uh, asked me a bunch of questions about my latest uh, reporting on the Chris Cornell death investigation. So you can listen to the full four out the full hour of that interview at the metalden.com site. Before that was a remix that I uh, engineered, uh, mixed and, and, you know, mastered for the damage plan song, breathing new life. Actually, those were vocals were me. Uh, that was uh, something I did a few years back now, going back, I think, 2017. Um, that's Dimebag Daryl on guitar. That's Vinnie Paul on drums and Bob Zilla on the bass. And yours truly, Randy Rocket Cody on vocals. The greatest honor for me is my wife telling me that she thinks that my my version is better than the original, as far as my vocals being sounding more uh, crazy and heavier than Pat Lackman. So what what an honor! Uh, had a great time recording that. So uh, I'm real pleased to uh, share that with y'all again.
Uh, I'm going to be jamming some more music here. And one of those songs coming up that you'll hear is actually me on vocals again with a, uh, a cover of uh, Queens of Stone Age song. And that's uh, The Vampire of Time and Memory. So I'm, I was really love that song. So I, I cut a uh, cover of that. The, uh, the song is a pure cover. Uh, it's a complete new rendition in terms of uh, uh, the, uh, the backing instrumental. So definitely uh, check that out here in a second. I think you'll dig that. And I'll have another surprise behind that for you before the show is over, okay? Again, thanks to everyone for your support. Keep on rocking. No one leave, no one yet your power. We will not stop until we have discovered the vampires who seek the life. To come, to come and take me home Cause I'm all alone in this crowd Who are you to me? Who am I supposed to be? Not exactly sure anymore Where's this going to? Just follow you just for a while. Just does anyone ever get this right? I feel no love. If you intend to truly fall apart, apart. 
song fucking makes me tired, man. So, uh, what the fuck now? Have you got the album, Kill Em All?